0: All right, guys, welcome to the Rise Up Live Free Podcast. Today is a pleasure and an honor. I've got my man Jimmy Vreeland on the mic. Jimmy, you want to say what's up? All right, guys. This
1: podcast is absolutely amazing. This is the guy who inspires up.
0: I don't know if there's cash flow tactics without Chase Align and Mark Patterson. Yeah, and you know, everyone wants to come and talk to us about money and finance. And guys, we are the people that are going to empower you with money. But the second we remove the constraint of money and from in front of you. The next thing that we're talking to you about is not retirement, not one day, but finding your life purpose today. And there is no one better from a Christian perspective, no, and even from no a life pres- from perspective, per- any perspective. Yeah, from any perspective of finding your purpose. Now, here's the reason I want to preface it as a Christian perspective: this is all about you have a purpose. And your purpose is a God-given purpose. And when you can connect to something bigger than yourself, your life fundamentally changes. Your vision changes. The way you approach and show up in life changes. And this man that we're interviewing today is the best at helping you identify looking internally first and then finding that purpose that is bigger than you. Jimmy, anything else you want to say? Uh, We've been looking forward to this for a long time. I hope you guys enjoy this. rather than having to wait until you're 65. If you're ready to take immediate action, join us over at cashflowtactics.com forward slash podcast. Welcome to the Rise Up Live Free podcast. It is a pleasure. I can't even tell you what a pleasure and an honor it is to have a mentor of ours Mark Batterson on the podcast with us today. Now, Mark, I want to give you the proper introduction, but before we started uh, this conversation on the podcast, we were kind of off mic a little bit and Jimmy pulled up a picture. Jimmy, pull up your picture here. Okay. Mark has inspired me, Jimmy and Brad in so many different ways. And honestly, his messages come into our life in the moment that we needed it the most, the moment that we needed to find a sense of courage, a sense of drive and purpose. Mark came into our life and helped us reconnect with the, you know, our God-given and God-ordained dreams and purpose. And Mark, it is such a pleasure and honor to have you on. You can see this stack of books here. We've dove into every single book. We've shared your message, your vision, your voice with our community, and you've touched our lives and the people around us. So Mark, thank you for being on the podcast with us today.
2: Hey, you guys, I mean, I'm already, it already feels like we're friends. And I have to say, Jimmy and Ryan, it feels like you guys have enough energy to power at least a small city. Um, so <laughs> I, I was I, feeling kind of down today. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But uh, hey, it's a joy and honor to be here. And I, I will say this, that picture of the books uh, blesses me. But I want to share this with people that are listening. That Before I wrote my first book, I recruited a prayer team. And I asked him, would you pray that these books get in the right hands at the right time? And so to me, a book sold is not a book sold, it's a prayer answered. And so a lot of answered prayers. And so thanks for sharing that with me. And we'll then Martin,
1: to- I'll just say your books, like they've given me personally, I will say this, the courage to pray. And so I got to thank you back for that.
0: I love, love that. it. Well, Mark, to give you a little bit of context, you know, what we do inside of Cashflow Tactics, our mission, our objective is to empower people with money to become financially free in 10 years or less. And the reason we enter the space that way, we kind of joke internally that we're really a personal development company going to really attack people that are held back by money. We talk to them about financial principles and tactics to become financially free But then as soon as they're in our community, we're talking to them about purpose. We're talking to them about, it's not about retirement. It's not about trading the best days, months, and years of your life for one day. It's about seizing the only day that you have, which is right now, right in front of you. And I think for me, one of the things that spoke so, just spoke right to my heart was the book, Chase the Lion. I've always believed internal to me that I have a purpose. Now, I've had a hard time allowing myself to believe that, and even a harder time allowing myself to believe that not only do I have a purpose, but it might just be a God-ordained purpose. So much of your book, Chase the Line, is around helping people get out of their own way, connect with God, and by understanding God, they find their purpose. Can you talk to us a little bit about where you came up with this idea, and how this book is making an impact in the world?
2: Yeah, I mean, the crazy thing, guys, is that it's based on a true story, right? It's this guy named Benaya who uh, chases a lion into a pit on a snowy day and kills it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, <laughs> who who does that? When the image of a man-eating beast travels through the optic nerve into the visual cortex, the brain sends one message to the body, run, <laughs> run as fast and as far as you can. And uh, most of us run away from what we're afraid of. But I think God is raising up a generation to uh, run to the roar, to go after those 500-pound lions, to dare to dream God-sized dreams, and so you know it's it's interesting that Beniah, you know, he ends up becoming King David's bodyguard, and then eventually commander in chief of Israel's army under King Solomon. So this is a guy that's like the second most powerful person in the kingdom of Israel, but it all traces back to this moment where you have to, to make a decision. Am I going to play it safe or am I going to take a risk? Am I going to do what I've always done or am I going to step out in faith and go after this thing that God's called me to? And so I can already tell I'm, I'm talking to a couple of lion chasers.
0: definitely are
2: the main thing
1: for the book for me mark was like i think people don't go after their want and go after their huge dreams for two reasons one they don't think they can do it and then two they don't think it's okay to want to do it that there's something holding them back like hey everything's fine and you know i'm not worthy to dream stuff that big like a little background story so as Ryan and I started and Brad started building this business, when it was just an idea in our head, everything was so easy and we were on fire and everything was snapping, right? And then when we decided to build Cashflow Tactics and scale it and start talking to a bigger community, everything started going horrible. And so I, like, I'm having panic attacks. Like, I can't do this. We can't do this. And I wake up and I'd read a chapter of uh, Chase the Lion. And it's like, wait a minute. I can't do it. I would define this as a God-sized dream. I just have to keep going. But the main hurdle I had to get over is that, yeah, God wants you to do this. You have an obligation to dream big, not just, this would be nice.
2: Yeah, man, I love it. And, you know, some of what you're saying there, it makes me think of, you know, David has these mighty men. And, uh, you know, it's It's like 30 guys, and I'm just having this thought kind of fire across my synapses right now. I bet they were the most scarred guys on the planet. Like, what I love about what you just shared is if you're going to go after something big, you're going to fall down a few times. Listen, our first attempt at church planning was a total fail. Now I, I have the privilege of leading a church, one church, seven campuses. You know, thousands of people right here in Washington D.C., and God's blessed it. I mean, we've. We've given millions of dollars to missions. We've taken 273 missions trips. We're building out a city block right now, guys. It's a $50 million project. I didn't have a category for that. (laughs) But you started with a crack house, right? We started with a crack house that we turned into a coffee house. And you accumulate some failures and you get a few scars. That's okay. You just have to get back up and go back at it. And you have to do it one day at a time.
0: So Mark, you mentioned this in your book as well, that so, I think so much of humanity, they spend most of their life running away from the line, running away from the big dreams. But you know, there's this really delicate connection of when you allow yourself to dream a bigger dream that's bigger than yourself, that you're destined to fail if you try to pursue it on your own human potential, you have to connect yourself to God in order to make that dream a reality. How does someone who feels like they're called and capable of more, how do they reject the fear Connect with a God sized dream and take those one step at a time. Because that's a, it's amazing what you laid out in the book. It's a hard thing to apply.
2: It really is. I would say a couple of things. To me, I define faith as taking the first step before God reveals the second step. And often, it's like an $85 step of faith. You pay an application fee for something or you apply for that program or you start training for that goal, whatever it is. It's not, all of us get paralyzed because we think I'm not going to be able to to do it or it feels so big. No, you've got to break that God sized goal into smaller goals and then go after it. And I might add one other thing to the mix. You know, I felt called to write when I was 22, but I didn't write a book until I was 35. And so that was 13 years, guys, of being frustrated, discouraged, kind of beating myself up. Here's the one thing I did. I gave myself a deadline. I turned my 35th birthday into a deadline. I said, I'm not going to turn 35 without a book to show for it. And so, I set that goal 40 days before my 35th birthday. And guess what? I had a book to show for it. Now, is it the best book I've ever written? Uh, No. In fact, it's kind of funny. I actually tried to I self-published it. I tried to get it out of of circulation. But once
0: it's on Amazon, guys, it's forever. (laughs) forever. (laughs) But hey, the reality of it is, I mean, I, I think the beauty in that lesson, though, Mark, is your first book, it wasn't perfect. And now looking back on the many books of experience that you now have, you can see your advancement and growth as a writer, as an author, as a communicator. But chase the lion, win the day. The Circle Maker, none of those books would have ever come out had you not taken that first step.
1: Yep. Um, you had to get that first rep in. Yeah. It's like lifting weights,
2: shooting baskets. I'm sure you didn't make your first three-pointer either. <laughs> no, I did not. Wow, that's funny that you bring that up because… Because <laughs> everybody
1: about, coming to us and like, well, how do I eat the elephant? I was like, I don't know, bro. One bite at, bite at a time. Just get a rep. Fail as yeah. fast as you can. Like name one thing you've done the first time that you succeeded at. Nobody does that.
2: Yeah. Can we? I don't want to go too far too fast, but can I share kind of the key question or principle and win the day? Okay. So a friend of mine, a guy named Matthew Barnett, he leads the uh, Dream Center in LA. It's an incredible ministry that's impacting tens of thousands of people. I'm rafting the Colorado River with him several years ago. It was actually a rite of passage trip for my my youngest son. He was turning 13. By the way, here's a freebie don't accumulate possessions, accumulate experiences. Um, I know I'm going to be speaking your language. You know, it's, it's. uh, listen, if God's blessed you with some resources, that's not what it's about. It's about leveraging those for other people. And it's about leveraging them for experiences. So we're rafting the Colorado River. And one night we're sitting around the campfire and he asks a question. And here it is. Can you do it for a day? changed my life. I have asked that question of so many people trying to overcome addiction, trying to build a habit, trying to go after a goal, trying to solve a problem. Everybody says, well, I don't know if I can do it for a month or a year or can I be whatever it is. My question is this, can you do it for a day? I've never had anybody say no to that question. Anybody can do anything for a day. Well, guess what? If you can do it for a day, And you do it day after day, now you've got a winning streak and now almost anybody can do almost anything if they work at it
0: long enough, hard enough, and smart enough. Mark, I love that. I think let's make that transition because at the core of, I believe, human existence is You have to understand where your power is at. And too many of us are lost in two different points of time. And your book, Win the Day, The Seven Powerful Habits to Turn Yesterday's Regrets and Tomorrow's Anxieties into Fuel for a Better Today, really hits a truth, like a fundamental truth. If you live in the past, you're living in a sense of regret and depression. You're looking back on all the things that you could have done better. If you're living in the future, you're worried about all the things that might go wrong, all the problems that could come up and you're living in a sense of anxiety. It's okay to plan for the future and learn from the past, but where you have power is in that one day, in the present moment. And I think so much of cash flow Tactics is about helping people cast a vision, right, of where they wanna go, then getting clear absolutely laser clear about the facts of their present moment. And with those two points in time, then you can start to chart a course forward one day, one step, one action at a time. Tell us a little bit about where this inspiration for win the day, where did this come from? Yeah, you know, this one,
2: it's actually, I think it's book 20. And uh, it's been a theme that I've had for a long, long time. You know, I've, I've gone after, I've got a hundred life goals that I'm kind of going after. And wait, some wait, of them are- have f- got
0: a hundred life goals? <laughs> <laughs> Mark- I, I do. Guys, listen yeah. to that. This is one of the most successful people out there. He's written 20 books. He has 100 life goals identified and written down. Mark, that's gold. Well, Mark, where and,
2: and, is that one? Which book is that one is? In the- uh- So- All the circle? Yep, I have some of them in uh, in the circle maker. But I'll actually in win the day. I share a link because I want to. To me, the win from this book is helping people maybe identify some of those life goals. And uh, you guys will appreciate some of these. You know, I've learned a couple of things. One is with financial goals, for example, I used to set getting goals, and when I flipped the switch and started setting giving goals, in other words want to give away this much. Or, you know, I want to uh, give more to National Community Church than they've paid me in salary the entire time I have pastored it. Or, you know, some of these different goals, you got to set giving goals. I try to bring relationship into the mix. So, why would I run a triathlon when I could set a goal of running a triathlon with my son? That's mm-hmm. way better to cross the the finish line together. And, uh, yeah, going to the top of the Eiffel Tower. That's pretty cool. But my life goal was uh, kissing my wife on top of the Eiffel Tower. That's way better.
0: Um, You know what? That goes back (laughs) to don't accumulate possessions, accumulate experiences, right? And experience, look, I mean, everything you look back on your life and you have a cherished experience, you're never by yourself. You're never by yourself. You're with someone else. You're connected to God people don't thrive alone they thrive together adam had eve and every you know all the way down to present day don't try to do it alone do it with someone else i love yep. that
2: yeah absolutely and so yeah i can't even remember how we got on the subject but well, Mark, uh, I, got, well, I got another question about your life goal list
1: here's what okay. i was wondering so like when you check one off does that open up a spot for another one
2: or are you just like i'm gonna do these hundred and i'm done <laughs> I love it. I have every life goal list. You have to view it, I think, as a rough draft. There are some goals that have dropped off and that I've added on or, and so there is, well, I'll give you one example. I actually share this story and Win the Day. It's kind of crazy, guys. For 40 years, I had severe asthma. Now, I did, I played basketball in college, so I'm, I'm an athlete, but there weren't 40 days in 40 years that I didn't have to take a puff of my rescue inhaler. I prayed a brave prayer. God healed me. We don't have time to get into that whole backstory. But as a way of celebrating that miracle, I ran the Chicago Marathon. Now, here's the thing. I didn't go out and just run it the next day. I downloaded a training plan and I did 72 training runs. It added up to 475 miles. Then and only then was I able to run that 26.2 mile uh, Chicago marathon. So that was a goal that was actually added like five years ago after God healed my asthma. And so I think, you know, you keep kind of adding to the mix a little bit and adapting and adjusting, but uh, I'm over halfway. And, uh, you know, a few of them are going to take a little bit more time to uh, check off that list.
0: Well, Mark, that opens up a question number one. I mean, there's seven habits and we're going to share a really juicy surprise with everyone here at the end of this podcast. But there's seven habits that you outline inside of your book, Win the Day. Uh, Habit number one is flip the script to change your story. Now, you being a lifelong asthmatic, I know exactly what that feels like. How did you start to change your story? How did you look at the facts of your life and say, I don't accept those facts. I'm going to do something about it. How how did you do that?
2: Well, for me, it started out with a brave prayer. And it was the courage to kind of pray the impossible. I mean, asthma was my earliest memory. I remember it probably like three, four years old. And I had to go to the emergency room for a shot of epinephrine. When that's all you've ever known, it's your earliest memory. You can't even imagine anything else. But here's the good news, guys. I feel like scripture is a script cure. It gives us, in fact, I would even say that your favorite verse becomes the script of your life. And so, what God does is he enters the equation of our lives. And now all bets are off because now five plus two doesn't equal seven anymore. Yeah. No, no, no. Five plus two equals 5,000 remainder 12. If I'm reading that story <laughs> of the miracle of the bread and the loaves correctly, it's a whole different math equation, which I'm guessing is kind of speaking your language.:
0: I <laughs> love those type of math equations. That's, we call that the science of collapsing time, right? Turn math into your favor by understanding the principles behind it. So I love that. I love that mark. Growing up as a lifelong asthmatic myself, I can relate with that, right? I mean, my very first word, my mom and dad joke with me was don't. And my first sentence was don't doctor because I grew up getting shots, right? And that was just the way of life for me. But I want you to talk a little bit more about having the courage to pray a bold prayer, to pray a God-sized prayer, because I don't think for humans... That doesn't come natural to us, right? We're worried God isn't going to listen to us. He doesn't understand or we're going to offend him perhaps by asking for something too bold or too big. How do you get over that? How do you change your story around prayer and your connection with God?
2: Yeah. I mean, the first thing I would say is that if you allow it to, culture will name you and tame you. It will label you. It will put you in a category and then it will chew you up and spit you out. And so you cannot be conformed to the pattern of this world. You got to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And a big part of that, if you don't like your life, what it tells me is you're living the wrong story. And you've got to allow God to begin to write his story through your life. And that's how you flip the script. This is not Stuart Smalley, you know, SNL. This isn't just a Jedi mind trick. This is literally, we aren't telling ourselves the right story. And so, in that first habit, I share a couple of pretty cool stories, um, historical and contemporary, just about how. You can literally change your life by beginning to tell yourself a different story and and the truth is, I think a lot of what happens in our lives they really are self fulfilling prophecies, like you know we have seen the enemy, and it 's us. The biggest enemy is a person looking back at us in the mirror and If we could ever get a handle on who we really are in Christ, that is what changes the equation and so that's really where the book starts because if you don't flip the script, then you're going to be living the wrong story the rest of your life. Well, it goes back to what you were saying earlier about
1: uh, Banaya, like scars, a lot of people are ashamed of their scars, want to cover them up. A lot of people are proud of their scars, but it's your interpretation of what you want to do with those scars.
2: Oh man, you know? Do you remember that story in in Chase the Lion about uh, the Knights of the Round Table? Yeah. That if they would come back and they didn't have any uh, any battle wounds, I love it. They would send the knights back <laughs> out and say, "Go get your scars," you know. <laughs> and yeah. So I
1: think, but that's only a cultural constraint. I think that you should be ashamed of your failures, ashamed yes. of your scars. Like I, I'm going to start saying to myself ten times a day, "Cultural maim you and tame you."
2: Yeah, you like, know, <laughs> once you
1: escape that,
2: a lot opens up. Yeah, so so true. In fact, uh, since we're a few minutes into this podcast, we're already good friends. I'll, I'll share one of my scars. By the way, this is always a great conversation point. Ask someone about their scars or their tattoos, and you'll <laughs> you'll have a great conversation. I have a scar all the way down the middle of my abdomen because my intestines ruptured. I went into emergency surgery. I was on a respirator for two days. I should have died. It was like the worst day of my life. I would say it's the best day of my life because you don't take life for granted after that. And so, guys, I may not have a six-pack, but I do have a (laughs) (laughs) two-pack. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. If we were doing Facebook Live, we'd ask you to show it to everybody. But this is just audio today. Yeah, I we'll, love it. We'll keep that for the uh, the Win the Day challenge uh, later on. I love but, it. Mark, here's a question I have for you. I think in the world that we live in right now, there's a lot of focus and emphasis in average, in playing it safe, in not going too far outside of your comfort zone, being worried to offend other people. I mean, and yes, you don't want to be belligerent or blatantly, you know, disrespectful, but How does someone get the courage to step outside of their comfort zone and to stop playing not to lose, but to start playing to win? Yeah. Well,
2: I think uh, the short answer to that, and uh, wow, this is going to go pretty deep. I have a theory of everything. And my theory of everything is this, that the answer to every prayer is more of the Holy Spirit.
0: Could we just pull that out again? The theory of everything, it doesn't come from inside of you. It comes from outside of you. It comes from a God-given whispering and a voice into your life. I think if people would just remember that and listen and give themselves the courage to ask, man, how much easier would life be if you realize it's not all on your shoulders, that you always have someone with you if you're willing to ask and listen?
2: Yeah. And isn't that great? I mean, the Holy Spirit does the heavy lifting. In fact, I I love uh, Joshua 3, 5. It says, consecrate yourselves to the Lord and tomorrow He'll do amazing things for you. We want to do amazing things for God, but that isn't our job. God's the one who does amazing things for us. Our job is to consecrate ourselves. And so, you know, I know people who say, well, no, I need more love or joy, or peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Well, the last time I checked, those are fruit of the Spirit. And so what you need is more of the Spirit, and then you're gonna have more love, more joy, more patience. And so without the Holy Spirit, I'm below average, guys. When I was in graduate school, I took one of those assessments that showed a low aptitude for writing. In other words, whatever you do, Don't write books. (laughs) Well, you know, here we are all of these years later, and somehow, some way, God has used those crazy books to impact millions of people. It's not a natural gifting, though. And that's why when I sit down to write, I take off my shoes because it's holy ground. And Mm. I don't type on a keyboard, I worship on a keyboard. I obey God with 26 letters of the English alphabet. And so, with the Holy Spirit, it's game on. That is an unfair advantage. And so, isn't it interesting, like during this COVID season, with all of the racial tension, political polarization, kind of everything that's happening in our world, I have never felt more daily dependence upon the Holy Spirit to be Spirit-filled and Spirit-led. And so, my question is this, maybe God has us right where He wants us. Yeah. And so, I mean, these are tough times, no doubt. And uh, leadership is really hard. Listen, personal finances are really hard. Marriage, if, if your kids aren't in school or, or your kids are at home right now and your home, you know, that schools aren't open, it's really, really hard. Like Life is hard right now, but maybe God is growing us up and growing us out in some new ways.
0: I love that. I I think God will give us the exact opportunities that we need in life to learn the lesson. And the lesson is always, as you mentioned, the theory of everything to turn back, turn back and remember that your life has a purpose and remember that you have a creator and remember that that spirit will talk to you and guide you and lead you and give you comfort, not maybe not take away your challenges, but give you comfort to become a different person stronger through the challenge that God has mercifully given to us to help us become the people that we're capable of.
1: Mark, that's where like all your books, the reason you need a God sized dream is you need something that will break you so that you are going to need the Holy spirit to accomplish it. It's over and over in all your books. But, like, I'm not that bright. And, like, I have – the only way I learn is through a lot of pain. And so, I was just like, oh, I finally get it now. Because if I do small dreams, I'm going to think it's me. and I'm going to pound my chest and be like, oh, I'm so awesome. But if I do something that he wants, that's something the world needs, it's got to be big, and I got to get broken. So, I – you call it – I think you call it stretching your faith muscle. Yeah, Like, as soon as you – made it that way. Like, oh, I got to keep stretching that muscle. Like it was, I
2: went on fire. It was awesome. Yep. Yep, And we totally get it when we go to the gym. We totally understand that what we're doing is actually breaking our muscles down so that they can build back up stronger. But then, you know, we have a hard time applying that spiritually. What, in fact, And then Um, that
1: is the gift you gave. And thank you for writing those books because I was finally able to understand it. I'm like,
2: it was probably a fourth or fifth book I've read over you, but like, ah, now I'm getting it. Like, yeah, awesome. Well, and here it is in a nutshell, and you guys know this is true, that so often we ask God to change our circumstances, but it's those circumstances that God is using to change us. And so at the end of the day, I think sometimes we get way too focused on the things we can't control. And uh, what we need to do is refocus. And and that really, I mean, that's at the heart of chase the line and certainly win the day. Because I, I don't care what habit you're trying to build, what goal you're going after, what problem you're trying to solve. There's only one way you're going to do it one day at a time.
0: Yeah. And, and I think that one of the biggest lessons, and I'll, I'll just uh, give, hopefully share this gift with you because this is the thing that I've taken away from the undercurrent of your books, you know, from when the day, well, I haven't read when the day yet, but uh, all in chase the line, even whisper was our destiny, right? Our destiny, when we talk about these two points in time, you know, living in the past, living in the future, when I can have a sense of what my destiny is, destiny isn't something I arrive safely at. Destiny is a decision, right? It's the decision to say, look, I'm all in, I'm following God and I'm all in. And without that decision, I feel like it's easy to give up. It's easy to be dissuaded. It's easy to fall victim to all of the things going on in the world today. And it's easy to be overrun by anxiety because that destiny, the big thing that we all want, if we can agree on it, we all want something bigger than we currently are. But that decision is what gives you the courage to say, it doesn't matter what happens. I'm burning the boats. I'm all in. I'm going forward no matter what. And the fear, the fear leaves when you make that decision and it's replaced with faith. Because once you've made that decision, there is no opportunity to retreat and go back. It's just going forward. And the harder it gets, because it's intended to be harder, the more you lean on God and the bigger you become when you do that. And I, I just love that mission, that vision, that story, that path that you lay out in all of your books, knowing that life is simply a decision. And once you make the decision, it's done and it's moving forward with a sense of faith.
2: Yeah, spot on. By the way, I think- I think the hardest decisions, the most important decisions are the pre-decisions. So, it's the, you know, it's those decisions that you make before you have to make the decision. And man, in so many areas of our lives, if we can get that right, you know, boy, if you have to wake up every morning and decide whether or not, you know, you're going to do 17 different things, if you haven't already made the decision, it's going to be tough. You're going to lose that battle. And so, I think that is uh, the most important decisions are the pre-decisions that we
0: make every day. Well, and that's how you win the day. And so, to close this podcast out, I wish we could keep going. Mark has to jump off and do all the amazing things. He's probably writing book number 21 as we speak. <laughs> but here's the reality, guys. Uh, Mark is coming out with a new book, Win the Day. And I believe that we become the person that we are capable of becoming, just like Mark said, one day at a time and you have to win the day before the day begins. I'm a huge believer of waking up with a one, your number one priority, your main point of focus, and if you can do that thing, no matter what comes at you after that, you've already won, and if you can put a series of wins, one week at a time, one month at a time, one quarter at a time, one year at a time, your life fundamentally changes when you can win the day consecutively. So Mark, tell us really quick about your book, Win the Day, how we can get it when it's coming out.
2: Yeah, it comes out December twenty-ninth. Of course, people can pre-order it. And uh, we've got some fun freebies at markbatterson.com. And uh I think this is the book for the new year. It's time to hit the reset button <laughs> yeah. and just let let's let's uh flip the script, kiss the wave eat the frog, fly the kite, cut the rope, wind the clock, seed the cloud. Seven habits that I think are going to be game changers and uh, excited because I, I think we got a little game plan uh, together to uh, have some fun with that. So Yeah, we have uh, a game plan for sure. So, guys, we're going to put the – Mark, link- hold, on, hold on one second, Ryan. I'm going to – a few other ways, I think, a great way for
1: people to find more out about you. Is your guys' National Community Church app is awesome. That- Thank you. NCC yeah. Daily, one a part of my morning routine is hitting the NCC Daily. Like I, what you and your church have done with technology and Instagram and everything is amazing. And your podcast, I just see to my podcast
2: feed as the N, but what is the actual name of the podcast? <laughs> well, it's National Community Church. And so. I am looking I'm going to personally get into the podcast game a little bit later on this year not quite there I'm just trying to keep up with you guys you know so <laughs>
0: well your ser-
2: uh, so your sermons
1: you guys put out on that they're yep. absolutely they're great thank you so thank if people you. are interested like I would I cannot recommend that podcast highest recommendations
0: for me thank you we will put all the links to uh Mark's new book to his podcast to all, every way you can connect with Mark. And, and guys, if there's one thing I can tell you, connect with Mark. In no matter what to, how you're approaching life, if you can get clear on who you are, why you're here, and where you're going, your life will radically change. And I've not met anyone, anyone better than help to help people do that than Mark Batterson. So guys, get in the game on your life's purpose. Mark, I can't even tell you how, what a pleasure and an honor it was to have you on this podcast with us today. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your inspiring words that have touched us, that have given us the courage to pursue forward in our God-given dreams. Mark, thank you for who you are.
2: Hey, thanks so much and uh, to be continued. Yes, sir.
0: I hope you enjoyed that last episode and thanks so much for listening to the Rise Up Live Free podcast. Do you have a question that you'd like us to answer raw and uncut on this podcast? All you need to do is head over to the Apple podcast and do three simple things. Number one, leave a rating and review telling us what you think of the podcast. Number two, in that review, ask anything you want related to your path to becoming financially free.
1: And third, if you want a shout
0: out, leave your Instagram handle or name. That's all. Then listen in to hear your questions answered live, raw, and uncut. Join us next time on the Rise Up Live Free podcast.